Hi, and welcome to the Celebrating Autism podcast. I am your host, Melanie, and I'm a special education teacher, and I also have a master's degree in special education with an emphasis in autism. This is a podcast for teachers, parents, and other professionals who want to learn practical strategies and tools to create a world that caters to all people, including individuals on the autism spectrum. Along the way, you will get to hear some amazing stories that celebrate autism and are guaranteed to put a smile on your face. So let's get started on our journey to making our world a more inclusive place, one strategy at a time, along with improving the lives of people with autism and their families. In this episode today, I'm going to be talking about trauma and how it impacts a student's behavior, not only at school, but also at home. I'm gonna be talking about some interesting components of trauma and how we as educators just can be more aware and informed about how trauma impacts our students. I think you'll really love this episode. I know it will give you a great perspective that you might not even have considered. So definitely grab your notepad for this episode. I know you will be making connections that you really won't want to forget. So let's get started. Hey, everybody. I hope everybody is doing their best to stay healthy and safe and try to integrate some normal into your new routines. I'm so excited to share that I have finally started a Facebook group, and it's called Celebrating Autism, and I'm looking forward to building and growing our community and where we can have a safe place to really celebrate autism. You can ask for advice if you're struggling with something. You can share fun stories. I would love to just bring some positivity into our lives and really celebrate autism and all of the people that we know and love in our world. This is really what we need right now, and I just really hope that you join and start sharing. I would love to get to know each and every one of you. I'm just really excited it's up and running, so please check it out. I'm really excited for today's episode because I'm going to be sharing about a topic that is pretty new for me, but it really impacts me directly in the classroom when I'm working with students and families. And so today we're going to be talking about trauma and the impact it has on students and on their behavior, as well as their ability to learn in the classroom and and let that information come into their brains and really absorb it and apply it. There's this conference that I go to every year, and it's held in San Diego, and it's called Rehab Seminars. And it's a special education and general education conference and people from all over the country attend. So you get to meet other special education teachers, paraprofessionals, occupational therapists, speech therapists, behavior specialists, and so many more. Sometimes there's principals there and assistant principals, and you just get to meet such a wide variety of people. So that's the aspect that I really love about it. And this year, the conference is going to be on Zoom, which is very different than usual. And I was a little unsure of how it would go because I really enjoy going there in person and meeting people and getting to hear people and their stories. Um, But it was amazing. And I was just so amazed at how well everything was organized and so well put together. The speaker of the three days that I attended did an amazing job of keeping everybody's attention and allowing opportunities for people to still be engaged with the content and put people in breakout groups so they could get to know each other. And it was really fun to hear that people are having the same struggles. It really made me feel a lot less alone. So that was a really awesome part of the conference on Zoom and it being virtual. So with the conference, there were six different options of courses to attend. And the one that stuck out to me the most was about trauma and how to use uh, trauma-informed responses in the classroom with students. I just find that year after year, I have students in my class or at our school who 
have been impacted by an immense amount of trauma. And those students are often characterized as bad students or impossible to teach because of their behavior. And that's just not fair. And as teachers, we don't get any formal training on trauma-informed responses. I mean, at least I didn't, not in my credential program or um, during professional growth days. And we just need it so bad. Students with trauma are showing up more and more. And often these students end up getting tested and referred for testing to receive special education services, but they don't qualify. And this is because trauma is not a disability. And we'll talk more about that in a little bit. But before we do, I just want to talk a little bit about what I learned about trauma and how the brain changes when someone's been affected by it. So when the brain is affected by trauma, you no longer have access to that thinking part of your brain. And that thinking part of your brain allows you to think through a situation before responding. So when that person is faced with a situation that they need to think through, they can't. And they go straight to that reactive part of their brain. And they have a reaction that doesn't match what the expected behavior should be in the situation. And oftentimes at school, when a child is having a much bigger reaction to something that is so small, it could be even as small as a teacher giving a direction or another peer giving that child a certain look. When the child has this big reaction, like people around them are going to be having those strange thoughts. And it might take longer for that child to calm down to a state where he or she can be productive because it's not how a child that hasn't experienced trauma would react. It's different. It stands out. Sometimes these reactions that kids who have experienced trauma have can sometimes look like autism, which is a super interesting connection um, that was brought up in the conference. And that sometimes when students have these reactions over little things, it can make the professionals at the school want to test because sometimes it looks like autism. Another part of this that was really interesting is that sometimes people that have experienced trauma, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to share about it. They don't really want to talk at all. So when we have young, young kids who have experienced trauma and they don't want to talk about it or talk to anybody because they don't really trust anybody, that can sometimes look like a language delay, which sometimes can lead to a diagnosis of autism or something else. So really interesting parallels there could be an explanation of why the rates of autism are increasing year after year. So sometimes kids that have experienced trauma can sometimes show these behaviors. So that was just something interesting that was brought up at the conference and something that we really need to think about as educators and really think about the student's past, really um, really consider before we refer these students for testing. Um, because like I said, trauma is not a disability. And so we really need to be mindful of that. Now to a teacher who doesn't know much about trauma, this behavior that this child is doing in the classroom can be really frustrating because it's distracting. It's problem behavior. It takes time out of your day. It interferes with the lesson. And in the beginning, the teacher does their part to show compassion, to show empathy. They reach out to colleagues to get help and suggestions. They might even communicate with the parents to get a better understanding of what's going on at home. But the behavior continues over and over again, and the teacher is more and more frustrated and exhausted. 
And eventually word gets around to other teachers that this student has horrible behavior and it's making so difficult for all the other students to learn and so on and so forth. And now maybe we're at the point where the teacher's tolerance for this student's behavior is at a zero. And any sign of unexpected behavior gets him sent straight to the office. And so at the conference, I learned that this is called compassion fatigue. Now, there are ways in which we can prevent compassion fatigue, and I will talk about that more in part two, which will come out in two weeks. But going back to this cycle between teacher and student, the cycle continues to spin year after year because now this student has a reputation with the other teachers on campus, and his teacher next year might have a preconceived notion about him already and treat him differently because of it. So you can see how this can get out of control really fast, and that's why we need to cut it off at the beginning and educate our teachers and ourselves about trauma. It is so important. I cannot stress that enough. It is also important to remember how your actions as a teacher can impact somebody. And this brings me to one of the most interesting connections that I was able to make from the conference. The speaker talked about how people who have been impacted by trauma, they're not looking for clues from you that communicate to them that they are loved, accepted, taken care of, worthy. That would be most people's first thought. It was definitely my first thought. Um, But people who have been impacted by trauma, they're looking for clues that communicate that they're rejected, that they're unworthy, not good enough, that they're trash, that they're a bad student. Because hearing that from somebody else gives them justification to feel that way about themselves. People affected by trauma, they have terrible self-esteem, minimal self-worth, And you as a teacher or a person of authority, if you say anything that could be interpretive as negative or harsh in any way, you are giving that student permission and validation to feel rejected, to feel not worthy, to feel alone. And that student will pick up on the slightest hint that you are rejecting them because they feel that about themselves. Now, you can shower that student with love and praise and growth mindset and positive words And over time, that will hopefully sink in and that brain can be rewired to accept love and develop a positive self-image, but it takes time. And how much time it takes can't be answered because every person's trauma is different and how each individual person experiences trauma is different. And it's not up to you as the teacher, the parent, or any other professional working with others to judge or determine how someone is affected by trauma. Two people experiencing the same event or situation might experience it differently. The situation might have been traumatic for one person, but not for the other. And it is not the other person's job to judge or criticize or tell them that that experience was not traumatic. It's that person's job to offer help, love, compassion, and empathy to the other, period. To my students who have experienced trauma, it is not my job to search for details about it or to try to fish for information that is really none of my business. It is my job to remind you that you are worthy, that you are loved, and that you are an important member of our classroom community. Thank you so much, as always, for listening to this episode. I hope that after this, you are more mindful about potential trauma that your students have experienced. And all of our students are going to be coming back to school with trauma due to COVID-19. 
and all the tension in America right now. So please be more mindful about the social emotional state of all your students. They need us more than ever right now. And I really hope that you can take the time to put academics aside and check in with your students. Ask them how you can support them. Please make sure you go to the new Celebrating Autism Facebook group And as always, follow us on Instagram. I love seeing all of you pop up every week, and I'm so grateful for this community. So I hope everyone takes time this week to practice some self-care and stay healthy, and I'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye.